election results up in the air, COVID-19 cases continue the surge, and why this shipping name is a buy. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The market is continuing to soar today on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, November 4th. The Dow Jones is currently up 497 points, NASDAQ up 429 points, and the S&P 500 up 84 points. It's also important to note that the VIX is coming down and falling like a knife and is currently down 5.83 points or 16%, currently sitting at 29.72. Now, this market is coming off of one of the most contested elections I think we've had in recent history. Not in all of history, but recent history. We still do not know who the next president of the United States is going to be. Many states are contested. Currently, Joe Biden is leading in the race. 248 electoral votes compared to Trump's 214 electoral votes, taking Wisconsin minutes ago. Now, this is a very big election. We still have a lot of states up in the air that are very important. Pennsylvania, we still do not know. Michigan, we still do not know. North Carolina, we do not know. Georgia, we do not know. Alaska, we do not know. And Nevada, we do not know. Arizona is another one in which, you know, it's up in the air. Um, There is some, you know, some competition there um, that it's, it's, People aren't sure. It was called last night, and there was a lot of pushback on that call. And at the end of the day, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I believe this is going to take time. Um, The Trump administration is now demanding a recount in Wisconsin. And Michigan, a lawsuit was just filed by the Trump admin against Michigan. It seems um, to have something to do, obviously, with how votes were being counted um, the stop the votes coming in currently today. We're not really sure. I'm not really sure what that lawsuit's all about, but it is definitely going to delay some things. And then you have PA, uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, which could recount. It sounds like that's another close race, and it sounds like Georgia could recount. We got some crucial states coming down to the line, um, but the odds are definitely going in Biden's favor instead of Trump's. Now, What's good for the market? At the end of the day, really, the president's not the most important thing to the market. It's obviously the Senate and the House. Are we going to have a gridlocked Congress or are we going to have a full sweep either way? Well, today it's quite clear that that it is going to be gridlocked. Um, The Senate seems to be shifting closer and closer to the Republican side. Um, It seems the Republicans are probably going to clinch the Senate and In doing that, it's going to create gridlock, whether you have uh, President Trump in office or whether you have, you know, Joe Biden in office, either or, there's still going to be gridlock with Republicans holding the Senate. So today we are seeing the reaction of the market quite clearly. And what likes this gridlock idea? Well, all the big tech names, the growth stocks. You know, Friday we talked about, I mean, not Friday, uh, Monday we talked about this rotation um, from growth to value and it seems that this this growth to value proposition this rotation going on underneath the market is well it's fading today um if you look at the market we are seeing that the financials industrials materials and utilities are all down well well you can guess it what's going up big tech 
everything nasdaq heavy names healthcare going to the moon you're seeing big names like bristol myers and abbe up big now bristol myers up on a major catalyst but you know both up big um and you're seeing a lot of these names surge um within the nasdaq the tech heavy um indice so you know we're really all around looking at a market um that it, it it's just it's another it was another head fake it seems that the value trade is done or close to done and that we're going right back in the growth now i am not saying that this market is going to go sky high due to the election just willy-nilly today i'm not saying that um you know we could you know we don't know the election results quite yet it's still up in the air we can kind of tell where it's going and that's why i think we're seeing a lot of buying going on within the market i think it is a relief to the market that the election is getting closer to over, the Senate election is getting closer to over, and the House elections are getting closer to over. Um, and I think that's just a relief. It's a major sigh um, of the market, you know, just saying, okay, great. We've gotten past this contentious election or almost past it. We can kind of tell where things are going. Um, now let's get back into the groove and let's start trading. So today, markets are up big. You're seeing Apple up five points nearly the most it's been up in quite a while microsoft up 10 points salesforce up 14 points facebook up 21 points uh nvidia up 31 points google up 100 points amazon up 180 points just the big names that have been being sold off and you know take sold in for value are just getting picked right back up and obviously um that is due it seems to this election now another thing i believe another catalyst that's now pushing that is covid 19 cases uh tuesday the u.s added another 91,500 covid 19 cases and you know folks that's just simply not good covid 19 cases continue to go through the roof we're seeing huge spikes across the nation um and now the seven day average daily uh gain in cases is at 86,362 according to the cnbc that's 20 percent higher than last week's seven day average so nothing good there but obviously as we talked about on monday what do you want to buy when covid19 cases rise and you want to buy everything that is going up today now i'm not saying go out and buy it right after you listen to the podcast no don't do that because throughout this week we still have two more full trading days left in this week thursday and friday the market could pull back some once we get those steady election results in it you know i'm not it's not going to be a straight line up I know that for sure. And at the end of the day, you know, you want to buy in the red. And I wouldn't be buying here when all these names are pumped up to the moon. I think we'll probably let off some steam tomorrow or Friday. So just just wait, be patient, and, you know, you'll get the opportunity. Trust me. Don't buy like a madman today. Never buy or try not to buy when the market's extremely green. Because at the end of the day, it typically lets off a little of those gains the next following day. So taking a look at the market, am I really liking due to the trends that have been put in place overnight. So it seems, in my personal opinion, that the likelihood of Biden taking the White House is much greater than Trump at this point. If Biden takes the White House, I think, um, you know, does it have a big impact now that the Republicans seem to hold the Senate? So there's here's the scenario, is you have Biden take the White House, the House goes to the Democrats, and the Senate is with the Republicans. What that opens up is an odd opportunity something that i know has not happened in a while um what that is going to create is for instance those tax hikes that democrats so madly want to pass I, they won't be able to get them through with a republican senate and 
the market is liking that. They're liking the idea of a Democratic president without the tax hikes. And, you know, that's not a bad proposition. At the end of the day, if you really think about it, if the Republicans control the Senate, tax hikes can't be passed. That's not a big worry. We get a stimulus because at the end of the day, I think everyone there wants a stimulus. Democrats will push for it to be higher. So the stimulus will likely be a little higher, maybe in within the one, two trillion dollar range. And then on top of that, with Biden in the White House, likely China relations get better. And if China relations get better, that's all around good for the market. So, you know, this isn't a bad scenario. Keep that in mind. So what names do you want to pick up going in to all of this and coming out of all of this news that has just been coming through since last night? And I want you to buy a top name today for me that I'm in personally, I actually picked it up a few days ago, um, is UPS. I want you to buy UPS. We talked about it Monday. We pushed it on Friday. I want you to buy UPS. It's down 80 cents today, I believe, for no reason. It's one of the ultimate stay-at-home stocks, and I'd just like to go through the stock a little. It's currently trading at 162 bucks a share. Um, it's 52-week high is 178 bucks a share, and it's 52-week low is 82. Now, this name pulled back on earnings, and I really thought that was unnecessary. Um, their earnings were quite stellar, actually. They were they were solid earnings, and here we go. We'll go through them. So, for the mo- most recent quarter, Q3, they reported revenues of $21.2 billion. That's up 15.9% since Q3 of 2019. Not only that, but they reported an EPS of $2.28, and that is up 10.1%. So stellar just on a revenues and earnings basis um, growth there. Not only that, but they also noted that all segments for the company grew, and they have really four core segments. Um, U.S. domestic packaging segments make up 63.58%. The international package segment makes up 22.78% of the stock price. This is um, supply chain and other businesses makes up 11.1% of the stock price. And UPS freight um, makes up 2.5%. So they saw a lot of growth um, in the most important areas of the company. Now, not only that, but average daily volume um, increased 13.5% year over year. That is very, very good. Um, and, you know, this really, it was just a solid quarter. You have a date cash from operations totaled $9.8 billion and adjusted free cash flow um, came in at $5.9 billion in Q3. So an excellent quarter for UPS. Now, what got nitpicked on? Well, there's a few things. UPS didn't deliver guidance. That's the main reason the stock went down. Um, they wouldn't give guidance mainly because, you know, they're going to be so extremely busy this holiday season and they can't really project due to COVID-19. And here's my belief is, you know, later, I believe it was the same day, the CEO came on to Mad Money, Jim Cramer's show, and I, I watched it. Um, and, you know, that was really the only comments we got outside of the earnings call from UPS. And the CEO, in essence, said, you know, this is implied that they're going to see huge volume this holiday season that they have been preparing for it for a very long time now and that they expect big big stuff to happen one of the biggest times in in you know in volume throughout the year or in recent years um they expect a very very big holiday season and that is why i believe you buy ups with the holiday season and COVID 19 stacked on top of that i think you buy it no matter what now there was one more negative to the ups earnings and that was operating margin for the U.S. segment dropped to 8.3% from 10.6%. 
and that was due to the speed up in the quote fastest ground ever initiative by UPS. Um, and in order to do that, you know, they hired they hired forty thousand new employees, and that also um, hurt operating margin. But you know, I take a look at this, and from the outside looking in, these earnings were great, and really they only got hurt due to the need to scale up quickly in operations and therefore it costs some more. So, you know, I think the company is going to do well throughout the holiday season. I really like it. Um, and there was also a few other great notes. You know, I take a look at the uh, company itself and the balance sheet, you know, it, it could be better, but it's not bad. Um, their total debt as of Q3 set at $26.948 billion, total liabilities of $57.694 billion, total assets of $62.057 billion, and a cash-to-short-term investments level of $9.216 billion. So not bad on the balance sheet front. Not only that, but, you know, valuation is a little high. Um, you know, price-to-earnings of 31.21, a price-to-sales of uh, 1.75, a price to book a 31.06 and a price to cash flow of 13.92. But you have to keep something in mind and you have to keep something very important in mind. This is a COVID-19 play. It's going to see a lot of acceleration within the next, I'd say six months. And therefore I think you can pay up a little on it because I believe that, you know, they're, they're going to do very well next quarter very well and i think they're going to report stellar numbers all due to this ho holiday season and the analysts are you know they're bullish on the name um the high price target is currently 210 bucks a share that's a 31.62 percent gain um the mean price targets a dollar uh 177.06 dollars per share that's you know roughly a 10 percent gain and then the low price target is a 130 bucks a share but i'm not really sure why anyone would target that given the upcoming catalyst to the stock um, I think that low price targets a little out of whack. Um, furthermore, you know, the institutions, they're pretty bullish on the name, not as bullish as I normally like, you know, institutional holdings of 66.5%, um, with top holders being the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutional Trust, and State Street Global. But, you know, at the end of the day, that is still a lot of institutional holdings in the name, and I think you are safe in this uh, stock, in this company going in to this winter where COVID-19 is set to surge even more. Now, another thing I would like to note, two final notes on UPS. Um, they also noted in the earnings call, uh, to prepare for the 2020 rush, UPS leased 14 new aircraft, expanded automating package sorting by 400,000, and hired 100,000 more, is hiring 100,000 more workers. So they are obviously preparing for a huge uptick in shipping volume, and therefore, most likely, I would say, um, they're likely going to see great earnings due to this huge uptick in shipping volume. Now, not only that, but operating profit also came in at 2.4 billion dollars i think that's something that was looked over and that's an increase of 11 percent. so overall a very very good quarter from ups i think it got sucked into the earnings pattern of you know a fabulous beat and then the stock goes down and you know we've been seeing that for the past two weeks and i just couldn't stand it you know we saw it with paypal we saw it with a few other names where they just delivered insanely good numbers and then the stock went down and that's when you pounce and buy. And that's when I was buying. And I think it is still viable here. It's down 62 cents today. Not sure why still has plenty of upside Buy it here at 162. I think UPS is still a buy. Now there are plenty of other names within this market that I want you to buy on a pullback. If you know, this market will probably come down within the next few days. And that's when I want you to pounce. But 
There are major earnings tonight. There's some major names reporting earnings tonight. We have Qualcomm, which has some major Apple contracts. So, you know, that could be good given the most recent uh, iPhone release from Apple, possibly. Um, I'm not saying that because official sales on the iPhone 12 are not out and not all the orders have been released. So that might not be and will likely not be reflected in the Qualcomm report, but you never know. Um, Zynga, another name, big name is reporting and Upwork is reporting. Now there's plenty of other names, but those are the top three for me that I'll be looking at um, tonight. And we'll talk all about those results on Friday. But besides that, what names do I want you to pick up today? And we're just going to briefly talk about a few solid names and sectors. Um, Marvell Technologies, my goodness, I can't believe this stock is not going through the roof yet. I mean, my goodness gracious, it's still down um, at $38.99 a share. It's actually up 5% today, but as high as uh, $44.70. So, you know, it's still pretty far off its highs. It pulled way back on the news of an acquisition um, of Infi, a, another 5G play, but you know, I, at the end of the day, I think that Marvell has done an excellent job of acquiring these companies that it just overall expand the positives across Marvell. And they've done a great job of integrating them and creating more growth for the company. And I think Marvell is the best 5G play, which I believe is one of the plays that continues throughout COVID-19 and throughout the next few years. I think, you know, give it five years and I think 5G is huge if that. Now, Another name that I am looking at is Take-Two. Take-Two is up big today. Maybe if the market uh, lets off some steam tomorrow and Take-Two comes down, you might want to pick some up. I believe they report earnings. Yes, they report earnings tomorrow. Um, that Take-Two is a great name. It's a video game name. And people think about it. This is the thing, same thing as UPS. I've been pushing these stay-at-home names pretty much every single episode since we started this. Um, because these names, they let so much off off of the uh, top since September that I think you can still get in a lot of these names, you know, take two rebounding nearly five points today. Take two is an awesome name. Um, they continue the beat last quarter was a solid beat. And, you know, I just really like take two. Now, another way to play the video game, um, market here, cause I believe the, the overall video game sector is just going to explode, um, even more throughout this winter and throughout the, about the next year of COVID-19. Um, I believe, and then even past COVID-19, I think it continues to grow. Um, you know, gaming is becoming a whole entire culture in, within the United States and around the world. Um, we're seeing esports just rise and rise and rise. For instance, at my uh, university, we have an esports team, it's, and it's a smaller university. So, you know, esports is becoming huge, and I believe that the video game stocks are just going to explode. So another way to play this is actually the Wedbush ETFMG video game ETF. Um, and it has a bunch of holdings in well in 89 gaming stocks. Um, so I really like that. So, you know, that's another way to play it. If you want exposure to major to multiple major video game names, you know, that ETF is an excellent way to go. And it's also a lot cheaper than say like buying take two directly. For instance, um, this, this Wedbush ETF, 
is actually quite cheap and it trades all the way down. Yeah, it trades roughly 70 bucks a share. So, you know, that's an excellent name. It's very close to its highs on the six month. But, you know, that's not a major issue for me because I believe it's going to uh, the video game industry is going to see some major, major um, catalyst within the next few months. The holiday season's always big for the video games. Um, and not only that, but new consoles this year from Microsoft and Sony. So that is only going to provide further catalyst for video games. Now, moving away from some of the stay-at-home plays, but at the same time, not moving away. Um, big tech. We have to talk about big tech today. My goodness, big tech is absolutely soaring today. We are seeing Apple up nearly 5 points. Microsoft up 10 points. Amazon up 181 points. Big gains for these names. I think if the market lets off some steam by the end of the week, and if you don't have any, I think you can pick up safely some, maybe some Amazon, um, some Microsoft and Apple. I think you can pick those three up safely, you know, a few shares of it going in if the market lets off some steam. So buy these names on a pullback um, if it occurs because they are going to see a lot of business throughout this winter and holiday season. Again, Teladoc, I think, is a great name. And, it, it, you know, Teladoc is, you know, they closed the acquisition of Avango. And this name, I just cannot wrap my head around the way it trades. It's currently trading at 198 bucks a share. Ever since the announcement of the Lavango deal when where they hide out at 249 bucks a share, they have just been trading down on the dumps. And I think that is ridiculous. They've created a major support right around the um, 190 to 200 range. And I really, really like Teladoc Long, and it's one of my largest holdings in a portfolio I manage. So I really, really like Teladoc Long. Um, Berkshire, Class B shares. I don't think many people listening to the show can afford Class A, but Class B, um, those are actually quite affordable. And, you know, it's it's a financial. It's down today. Oh, surprisingly, it is up. Um, wow. But, you know, it, it hasn't been trading the best in recent months since the September high, just like everything else. Um, I really like Berkshire Hathaway, and there's multiple reasons. First off, is it has a huge exposure to Apple, um, and so you're you know you're getting shares of Apple. Some argue at a discount. I don't really think so. But overall, you know, the portfolio that Warren Buffett and his management team has built out um, in Berkshire Hathaway is amazing. You know, I go through that portfolio, and I am just shocked at the level of diversification and at the level of um, holdings in each sector that, you know, just have been nailing it every single year for, you know, the past 10 years. It is just an excellent portfolio. And I think that portfolio continues to do well throughout the rest of, well, I don't know, for a very long time. I'll just put it that way. So Berkshire Class B at 207 bucks a share. I think that is a solid buy. Um, now, if you're looking to get in on the SPAC game, a lot of you I know have been interested in SPACs. You've been nailing me on Twitter, um, being like, talk about a SPAC, talk about talk about a SPAC. Well, there is one I am playing, and that would be Bill Ackman's Pershing Squared Tone Tine Holdings. Um, that is a SPAC that I am playing, and I have, well, really just a, a few reasons. And, you know, Mr. Mr. Happy from Shark Tank, um, Kevin, he was on... Uh, CNBC and I was listening to a segment of his and you know he brought up some very good points that I agreed with because they were roughly the same points that I was thinking about when I originally bought in to Pershing Square um, and that was the simple fact that really with these specs you're betting on management you're making a bet on who is running 
the SPAC. And I don't know who else to bet on better than Bill Ackman. Um, Bill Ackman is an excellent investor. We have seen this. You know, the way he played COVID-19 in the crisis in March was darn near terrific. You know, practically shorting it all the way down to the bottom and picking up an extreme amount of cash and then buying in at the bottom and just growing it and growing it throughout the whole entire way back up. I mean, excellent trade. Um, but at the end of the day, Bill Ackman, I believe, is going to find a major target. It is the biggest SPAC ever. Um, so, you know, I think he has a good shot at getting a very, very good company. It's rumored that uh, Stripe, a fintech stock, a fintech company, is, you know, rumored to possibly be a target. And, you know, there's a few others. At the end of the day, I believe Bill Ackman is going to get a very good name. He very much likes the persona and always tries to make everything look the best for him. And I believe he will not let this spec fail. And that is why I like this one compared to many others. Um, many others we have seen not do well because, you know, they're pretty much forced to buy something or they're out of the, the founders are out of their investment. So, you know, it, it's it's tough for me to say go buy this spec or this spec or this spec because they're so speculative. But sometimes it's great to play speculative um, names. And I believe that the only one that is safe somewhat is Bill Ackman's Pershing Squared Tonite Holdings. I really like the name. And that's where a, a, you know, a large majority of my portfolio positioning is located. Um, and finally, another name I am liking is Facebook. It always comes back to Facebook. I believe Facebook is becoming more of a digital marketplace. Um, surprisingly, it seems to be shifting more and more away from social media itself and like sharing, um, just great stuff about your life to more of a place to buy and sell things, um, and communicate. It's a communication platform. It's a marketplace. It's a great place for small business. Um, it's just really transformed over the past 10 years, I'd say ever since, you know, Facebook was around, which is much more than that, but still great company. If Facebook pulls back at all, I think you pick some of that up. It's up big time today, but I think it'll let off some steam within the next few days. So, you know, at the end of the day, I was wrong with the choppy action. And I must admit, I said, you know, that if the election comes out and we don't know that the market will likely sell off and it's not, it, it it has just been a confusing week. Um, pretty much everyone on the street got it wrong. You know, there was major, major people yesterday morning, um, saying that, that the market was going to fall no matter who was elected or whether we knew or not, um, the next day. And well, we're seeing just the opposite. We're seeing a huge rally and as traders, we cannot always tell where the market's going to go, but we can surely trade the direction. So that is the end of the show. That's the conclusion of the show. Um, I hope you liked all the content. Um, if you would like to see any changes to the show, hit me up on Twitter at Luke Donay. Um, I'm always loving to hear your input and take on, you know, what you want to see in the show. What do you want to hear about? What do you want to see? Because it's, it's very hard to consistently come up with new content for you, but I am always working and trying to figure out the best of the best investments for you because at the end of the day, I'm working for you. I'm trying to make you money every day and I absolutely love helping people invest. So hit me up on Twitter at Luke Donay. Um, ask any questions that you would want to. Follow me and my team at Running With The Money uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And that is about it. That's a, it for the show. Thank you for tuning in. This was the Running With The Money podcast. My name is Luke Danae, and I will see you Friday.